Good morning, Tyndale. I have a big voice. I have to go slowly with this microphone, okay? Truly, it's a great blessing, honor for me to be back to my first house, my first home in Canada, Tyndale. You know, when I received the invitation from George and I met him, I said, George, how much time do I have to speak? He said, 16 minutes. I feel this is the hardest thing you give to an African speaker. <laughs> I met Jesus in my home country of Mali under a tree when I was seven years old. We didn't have a clock. At a certain point from the tree, we went um, in a mud brick um, chair building. And literally speaking, we had a calendar in the back. So to go from a calendar to a clock is not going to be easy today. But you know, for the few minutes we have, if there's three things I would like to accomplish today is this. Number one, to come and say thank you, Jesus Christ, for the many blessings you have done for me in my country. And thank you, Jesus Christ, for Tyndale. Tyndale has been used as a tool of blessing in my personal life, in my family life, in the life of Mali. And yes, the second thing, to pray for Tyndale. Tyndale is not just the wall. Tyndale is you. Those who are following us online is those of you who are here. To say, you know, in 2002 when I walk in here, yes, I had something in my mind. But it was fuzzy. It was not all clear. Through the seven years that I spent here from 2002 to 2009, it was still, it was not still clear. But at the end, through the studies, professors, fellow students, step by step, God tried to start to clarify for me what to do. And therefore, my prayer is this. While you are still here, studying, learning, that at the end, God will make it clear to you the work for which he's calling you, to be his worker. And yes, and to remind you, when you leave Tyndale, that you will never forget Tyndale. Continue to pray for Tyndale, to support Tyndale, and yes, to be the honest, bright representative of God anywhere you go for Tyndale in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, I have one small song, short song in Bamara. Bamara is my trade language in Mali. God has blessed me with French language that I learned in school. English is my fourth language. When I came here at Tyndale studying in mission, and I found that in my mission studies, I wouldn't have to do preaching. I was the happiest man on earth. But in the end, as God started to open the door for me to be a guest speaker in many churches while I was still at Tyndale here, I went from my mission, Master of Divinity mission, to pastoral. I combined the two programs together, pastoral and mission. And it took me seven years studying spring, fall, all the season I studied here for seven years. And yes, brothers and sisters, my second language in Mali called Bamara, the trade language, the song is this. 
the goodness that Jesus Christ has done for you, everywhere you go, as you are his worker, that you let the world know how good, how gracious the Lord has been, is in your life. You won't have enough human world to describe all the goodness he has been to you, and he is to you. Start there. And let the world know that in our sin, Jesus Christ came while we were running away from him in our sin. He came and died for us. And yes, the Holy Father, if he did not spare his one and only son, but gave him up, up for us in our sin, what else can he do for us, including our material need? And he has done that for me. And that's what you're going to hear a little bit in the 15 minutes that we have. And we'll start with Jemmy. This is the Malian Jemmy. This is made in Mali. And yes, we bamara matiki chimi foyango walia. for Jesus Christ. Our world is sick, harassed, and helpless. You know, when you turn on radios, as I always do, because I grew up with radio in Mali, and later with television, now with your social media, you turn on the world news, it's a mess everywhere. And then you wonder, where is God in all this? Where is he? Talking about one of my sons who is in soccer. Because of his soccer, I met many, many people in this country, in this city. And I happened to run into one gentleman, original from Spain. As we're talking about our life, he said, no, you're a pastor. I said, yes, I am. Why do you go to church? I said, yes, well, I go to church because I need Jesus. And I said, what about you? He said, oh, Nuhum, I don't go in those garbage stuff. You see all the mess in this world, where is God? If there's any God, what does he allow evil 
to keep going and destroying people's lives. For the sake of time, I, couldn't, I can't go into all the conversation we have. But I know in one way or another, like this brother, this friend of soccer player, each and all of us might be disappointed in God in one way or another, including Christian. Because I met people who graduated from Tyndale and later on went to get PhD. After having their PhDs, I met one of them at a men's camp in a church here in Canada, in Toronto. And the gentleman came to me. I studied at Tyndale. I have my PhD, but no home. I don't want to go to church anymore because I'm disappointed in Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, disappointed because somewhere, somehow, you feel like Jesus, God, is not doing anything. Brothers and sisters, yes, you're right. The world is a messy place. As you see, Jesus went through all the town, villages, and what did he see? Every disease and sickness that he saw there. What did he see? We see the crowd. And what did he see with the crowd? They were harassed and helpless. And sheep were like sheep without a shepherd. I, have, I was a shepherd in Africa for, ten, for, for, for five years. When sheep are there by themselves, Predators come and just grab them and run away from, with them. Lions, snakes. It's ugly to be in a life when you are like a sheep without a shepherd. And then to feel on top of all that that God has abandoned you. But brother and sister, good news is this. You know what? Jesus cares about this world. About the sick, about the helpless, about this world. As you can see in red, in all the darkness of the crowd, of the town, of the cities, and yes, all the sicknesses exist. You see in red, Jesus has not abandoned this world alone. He went instead of sitting down. Don't forget in the book of Matthew, Jesus is portrayed as king, the king of Israel. And in the end, after his resurrection, he is the king of the world King will be sitting on their throne and let their servant do everything. Brothers and sisters, this king was not a city king, sitting king. He went in town in villages to do what? Teaching. To do what? Proclaiming the good news. Yes, you might be disappointed in him. You might be suffering. But the good news is this. He has not abandoned you. He has not abandoned the world. And doing what? Healing disease, diseases and healing sicknesses. And then guess what? He had compassion. If there's one word that you and I as a worker for Jesus Christ that you need to take is to be full of compassion. There's difference between compassion and pity. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. I don't know how to swim. My children know how to swim. They always tell me, Papa, do you know how to swim? I say, you know, I saw river, a river my first time in my life. I was 15 years old. I don't know how to swim, but I will take you to learn how to swim here at YMCA here. I said, well, day, if you see me drowning, don't just give me a lesson how to survive. Just jump in and save me. When you jump and save me, that's compassion. You share my suffering. You jump in at the risk of your own life. To show me how much you care about me, but not trying to give me a lesson. Well, you should have learned how to swim when you were in Mali. Yeah, you should have done. No, 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 no. 
that time is no lesson there. It just jumped in action at the risk of his own life. That's what Jesus has on the crowd. And as he's doing this, brother and sister, you know, he wants you now, his disciple, to join him as one of his workers for our world that is drowning. To you to be one of his workers. Tindal, this is why you're here. This is why you are looking at this place. Is this a place where I can be one of the faithful workers for Jesus Christ? And yes, brothers and sisters, in my life in Mali, from here, it was one businessman from America who saw me in Senegal while I was doing mission work there. And they asked me, Nuhum, what would you like to do after Senegal? I said, I would like to go to study in a country called Canada, Toronto, Canada, Tyndale. Prior to that, it was a former a graduate from Tyndale who went on a short-term mission in Senegal and told me about Tyndale. She could only tell me about Tyndale, but now when I did the application to come to study, I didn't have the money. It was beyond my limit. It was beyond the limit of my parents. I applied by faith. Six months later, run into this American gentleman. And as I told him I'm planning to come to study at Tinder and go back and do work in Africa, he said, no, whom I'll pay for you. Never ask how much. As I gave him a big amount of money, thinking he would say, oh, it's too much. Let me talk to my wife. Because he didn't talk to his wife. You know this. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, my mother, I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> but you understand. So this man, he will have a problem with his wife at home. He said, don't worry, I'll pay for you. Long story short, this man brought me here to Tyndale in the name of Jesus. A tall, white Caucasian man with blue eye. When we, we were in the old, old Tyndale, when we came in my bedroom, he put, I'm sorry, he put his jacket like this on my chair in my bedroom at Tindale on the third floor and start putting my sheet on my bed in the name of Jesus Christ. And I started to cry. I was weeping in Tindale here. Talking about history, Black History Month, I know winding down the clock back in the 16th century, 15th century, 14th century in Africa, I will be the one making his bed here in Toronto in Canada. But in Jesus, for Jesus, because of the compassion, one of his workers, he made my bed here in this country. And I started to cry. And as I wept, came out, continued to study. In the end, brothers and sisters, I met many people in this city, uh, in, 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 in this school. It was the old building, including George, who asked me to speak at the chapel many times including my professors, with one of the professors used to teach me preaching. He took me to his church in Port Perry. I preached in his church three, four times. He would drive back and go to his classroom. And some of my fellow students, Chinese, mainly Chinese, would invite me to their Chinese churches. Long story short, in the end, I'm a pastor in a Chinese church today. And brother and sister coming from a tree, the compassion of Jesus and his disciple is true. And he wants you to be one of them. And as you become a worker, how are you going to be the worker? That's where we go to Timothy. 
I just want to run through this quickly to end with a short testimony. After compassion, I want, to go, I want you to go home with the grace of Christ. First Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus Christ. You see, to be a worker in a messy world, you're going to be serving the Judas of your life. People that you have trusted with all your heart, with the purse of your life. They will betray you like Judas betrayed Jesus Christ. And you call to serve them as a worker. Without grace, you can't do it. You being called to be a worker of Jesus Christ, you will be serving the peers of your life. Those were say, oh yeah, I'll be with you, I'll be with you. And the hard thing came, they run away. I don't know you. You'll be serving people who have abandoned you. Without grace, you can't do it. And you will be serving people in this world. The 10 other disciples, when you're being crucified, they all disappear. And to go back and serve them, it's not going to be easy. That's why it's about God's grace. I know there's a lot of racism going on in this world. But understand that our world problem is not race. Our problem is sin. Sin is the problem. And you know what is the solution? Grace, not race. Grace is the solution. In grace, what you deserve was death. Christ came and gave you forgiveness. In your sin, you deserve punishment. But Christ came and gave you mercy. In the same way in the world where you're going to be serving people and God in this country and the rest of the world, because of the evil, you need to come with God's grace. Where in God's grace you see people not through their skin color, but you see them through the image of God that he has put in each and all of us. Without that image of God, this gentleman would have never, never put his jacket down. He would have never spent one pain on me. No, whom did you work for me that I had to pay for your education in Canada? No. But God's grace, he's not a preacher, he's not a teacher, he's a businessman who has made Jesus his Lord. And he knew through his business and his success. I may not be studying a Tyndale in Canada, but I can send one young man, young man to be there. I don't know what God is calling you for, to be a priest, pastor, to be a missionary, but in the marketplace that most of you will end up, let Jesus Christ still be the Lord of your life in that marketplace. And like this gentleman, even far away from your wife, you can just support someone in God and smooth up with your wife there. And yes, brother and sister, for the sake of time, as you go in God's grace, guess what? Be a learner. As you are here at Tyndale, continue to learn about Jesus Christ and his compassion. And yes, an African <laughs> proverb says this, teacher must first be humble to learn. A proverb from Mozambique says, if you do not sit down to learn, do not stand up to teach. And the red one part, the greater the position of leadership we hold or want to hold, the more we need to be learning by reading books, meeting with mentors, and studying God's word. Do this while you're here. That's what happened to me. 
And yes, brothers and sisters, be a personal character. You see, Paul talking to Timothy, reliable people. Are you reliable? God is not saying be perfect. We're not looking for perfect people here. There's nobody perfect. In all your imperfections, can you be a reliable person? Yes, be a person of competence with a talent, natural talent and spiritual gift God has given you. I brought my Jamie from Africa. I never learned music lesson once in my life. My children are going to music school. I see them, my daughter, youngest daughter, I see the note, I'm, I'm lost. I have my Jamie, I have my voice. That's enough for me. That's my natural talent. And then in this school, God used Tyndall to teach me how to preach, and that's what I'm using in my spiritual gift, how to teach. That's what I'm using through Tyndale. I told you, I didn't want to do preaching at all because I was afraid to be in front of people. But am I afraid now? I'm not. Thank you, Tyndale. And yes, my brother and sister, be a person of compassion, thinking always about others. It's not about you, others. And yes, it's all about suffering. You see, it's like you and I, we work as a butcher, you, you know, slaughtering animals. As a butcher, you cannot work there and run away from blood. To be in a world of a mess, of suffering, and trying to be avoiding suffering, it won't work. You will be suffering. And yes, suffer, brothers and sisters, like a soldier. Give up worldly security in your rigorous discipline and be courageous to fail and overcome challenges. As an athlete, you all have a line to, to run. Don't run into the other person's line and a farmer. And yes, brothers and sisters, your work will never be in vain. The Lord who has called you is the almighty God who has everything in store for you. And yes, brothers and sisters, my family work. This is my beautiful family. I came one suitcase and one jemmy. Today, <laughs> this is the family God has given me. My wife, Karen, Dr. Karen Stell, I met her here with our Tyndale as an international student for health. They gave us in the student book, Missionary Health Institute. That's how I went. I didn't have a doctor. I followed Tyndale instruction. I went in there and met my doctor several times. He is always on mission. I decided to have a new doctor. Oh, all due respect, I said, I need a new doctor. One day I'm sitting in my Tyndale class, Tyndale classroom. One of my fellow students, a female South Korean, she's Korean Canadian, family doctor. Her husband was a surgeon, Chinese surgeon. We're studying together. I know them. I came to see, I'm looking for a new doctor. Can you find me a new doctor? So they said, because we're studying in the same classroom, my wife cannot be your doctor. She promised to find me a doctor. The following week, the second week, she came in the class, we were in the class. I said, did you find a doctor for me? She said, yes, yes, yes. Here's a piece of paper. Here's the number of a doctor. When I call, it's the same doctor office I was running away from. <laughs> True story. I said, oh, no. I should have told her where I was going. <laughs> but you know what? Out of respect, I went in there. Not happy. And I'm sitting there, and then I'm sitting there, this lady doctor walk in with a chart in her hand. Have I ever met you before? I say, mm, I don't know. But you know what? One time I came here, a female doctor came in and gave me a prescription and I left. 
I don't remember. She said, I see your hand, my handwriting in your chart. I said, well, that would have been you then. And then she said, I see your last name, Kulibali. Where are you from? I said, oh, doctor, you won't know where I'm from. But you know what? I'm from Mali. <laughs> she said, you know, the first African country I went to is your country, Mali. I'm shocked. And then she said, I see your last name, Kulibali. I said, yes. I met a pastor in your country. I said, what's the first name of that pastor? He said, Pastor Timothy Kulubali. I said, doctor, I'm the first son of Pastor Timothy Kulubali. True story. She met my father in 1995. While she finished McMaster University, applying for medicine in the University of Toronto to be a doctor for the sake of being a doctor missionary in Africa. You know this very well. In this country, doctors, by God's grace, they make a lot of money. The idea you pay a lot of money for your medical school, and then for the sake you're going to be taking $2,000 a month of a mission in Africa. I say, that's how she went. Met my father in 1995, and now 2004, nine years later, we're meeting here. And she said, I'm filling in for a doctor. Today is my last day. I'll be going to Africa to do mission work, and after that, I'll come back. Two years later, I said, may I know the doctor you're filling in for? Guess what? The same doctor I was running away from. <laughs> Long story short, after she came back two years, the following day I proposed, result six children later. And then, you know what? And then the, 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 the son, the boy closer to me is our Timothy. To remember our, this is our Timothy. And yes, after that, guess what? I became a pastor in the Chinese church. Again, thanks to my fellow students here at Tinder. While you're here, don't be, be colorblind. Look at people as created in God's image. That's how you're going to enrich your life. It's the Chinese community that have blessed me here to be a pastor today. And I'm talking to all my fellow black people. Don't buy into the bias that everybody's against us. They're not. If they were against me, nobody would put a jacket like this and send me Chinese church. You show them dignity and grace that will show it back to you because of Jesus Christ. Let's do that. And yes, brothers and sisters, as I speaking, this was when I was just going to Quebec in Montreal. As you know, French is my official language to teach a perspective class. The perspective class I took here in Tyndale, little did I know that I will be the first teacher of that in Quebec in French just three weeks ago. And yes, brothers and sisters, in the end, it was through Tyndale that God helped me to start an organization to build a Christian school in my home country. Today, 1,157 students there. And lastly, my home village, where the first Canadian couple came as a missionary in 1933, and my great-grandfather gave them a plot of land. 1933, my great-grandfather gave a plot of land to Mr. and Mrs. Bell from Canada. In 2021, I came back from Canada to build the first cement block church building and to have more than 1,000 people celebrating November 21. I will stop here. I have overdone your clock. <laughs> but you understand, brothers and sisters, Whatever length of life God has given you, use it in your imperfection to have Christ's compassion in you, 
to serve your Peter, to serve your Judas, to serve the unknown, the stranger, to put your thing, all because Christ had done all this for you on the cross. When everything is said and done, you might not receive your money, your salary from Judas and Peter's, but the Lord who has called you is faithful enough, powerful enough, eternal enough to take care of all your need. Go and be a servant, a worker in your family first, in your local church at Tyndale, where you are here now, and later on, if God is sending you to Timbuktu in Mali, you go and serve him there. All in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sir.